Welcome everyone to the Spectrum of Health podcast. I'm Dr. Christian Schaffner and today my guest is Bridget Danner, a dear friend, and we're going to be talking about how toxic mold contributes to chronic illness. Bridget has been a licensed acupuncturist since 2004 and a certified functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner since 2015. After losing everything to toxic mold, Bridget now educates about toxins on how to detoxify with a functional healthcare approach through her online community at BridgetDanner.com. She's also the author of The Ultimate Toxic Mold Recovery Guide, Take Back Your Home, Health, and Life, available on Amazon. I hope you really enjoy our podcast. Welcome everyone to the Spectrum of Health podcast. I'm Dr. Christine Schaffner, and I'm thrilled to introduce my dear friend, Bridget Danner, and we're going to be talking all things mold. So welcome, Bridget. It's really so great to see you here. You as well. I just had a flashback of like meeting you on the Mindshare dance floor. <laughs> you know, I before I got on with you, I was remembering that when I was in the bathroom, I was like, oh, Bridget, you know, we go back until, you know, like the, the dance floor. And you, I, yeah, I just remember your kindness and how sweet you were and, oh, and yeah, likewise. how authentic you were, you know, and that, that felt so great as well. Yeah, I think you did a detox. Did you do a detox or heavy metal summit with Wendy? Yes. And I was like, who is this Christine? You know, because sometimes you haven't heard of someone and then you're like, oh, she's doing yeah. some really cool stuff. So it's pretty good. <laughs> oh, well, here we are. Fast forward. Yeah, right? that was you know, now six or seven years ago, years ago yeah. at, this, at this, you know, time. So, you know, one of the things, I mean, I just love and adore your work and I just wanted to have you in the podcast because you have a really, you know, powerful journey and a powerful story and so much to share around your mold journey and, you know, you being a trained acupuncturist and, you know, knowing so much about the body, you know, sometimes we as providers, you know, when it comes to us, it's like, oh my gosh, like I, I teach people how to recover and then here I am going through this. So just, why don't you just give us a little bit about how mold found you in, in this, in this journey, uh, in this journey you've been in. <laughs> yeah. 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 I moved right <laughs> into molds, yeah. unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. I had just kind of new to starting my career as an acupuncturist in Portland where I you know I had moved to kind of start my life after school and I don't know maybe a year and a half or two years into that uh, I got engaged and moved in to a home with my fiance and it was an old home and it's so funny because I just also remember when I first went there I don't know what I was going through but I was like this home has like some like bad vibes. <laughs> like I literally said that to him the yeah. first time I went there. And it's so funny I said that. I it wasn't thinking about mold. It's just like a funky house and like there was like little funky stuff left from the old owners and I was like, you need to sage this house or something. <laughs> but it was a cute house. You know, it was like one of these old Northwest houses with a lot of character and wood floors. And so I ended up moving in there. And, you know, who knows if I've been exposed to mold in other times of my life, too. It's possible. But, yeah, as I was starting my career uh, and I had a baby, I was also sick. I was getting sicker, sicker and sicker. Uh, you know, I was getting lots of colds and flus in the winter, which I would say happened as soon as I moved to Portland. I don't think that climate is great for me. And then 
It's glorious. In the yeah, it's dark and it's gray and it's cold and it's rainy a lot. We we live in the Northwest for about eight weeks of sunshine that happen and it's glorious. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's absolutely beautiful. But it's it's a very damp you know climate that can be hard for a lot of people. And it grows mold. Yeah, and it grows mold. So uh, yeah, I think some of my first symptoms were more immune colds and flus. Then once I, when I was pregnant with my son, I was just in a lot of back pain. And then once I had him still with back pain, you know, more immune stuff. I remember I got like pink eye, like who gets pink eye, you know? So, you know, it wasn't very clear like what it, what it was. I would say I was getting more food sensitivities. I was having breakthrough bleeding with my periods, probably some more anxiety and insomnia when I would seek help, I was just basically told, well, you're stressed, like you're a mom, you have a business, like don't be so stressed. <laughs> it's kind of like, you know, and so, and then meanwhile, I was learning about, this is the time like paleo eating was really coming up. So I was learning a lot about that. I changed my diet really dramatically. I got rid of toxins in the home that I knew about. I really detoxed my home of chemicals. Uh, I was really trying, you know, I was I was learning from some of the companies that I think, you know, I had naturopaths in my office. And so I was learning from standard process and biotics. I was going to these weekend classes and learning about functional medicine, really to heal myself, to look for options. And it would kind of help, but then the winters would be hard for me. And that kind of pattern went on for a while until it got worse. It was not Coincidentally, when I started to work from home to work online on my business, I got strep throat. I got super fatigued. We had a little mini flood in our basement. Uh, I was getting IVs. I was just really at the end of my rope, like, what is wrong with me? And a naturopathic college in Portland did ask me about my home. And then we started to suspect mold, got it tested, got it inspected. So as you mentioned before we came on, like that's a that's a tough step. That first step is scary <laughs> because you know you could get some bad news. But you know, being on the other side of it, I hundred percent encourage people to take those baby steps. You know, it's just step by step. You know, first you're just maybe curious: could this be mold? What? Well, let me learn more about the signs in my home, the symptoms in my body. Then you may start with a home test or maybe you start with a urine test with your practitioner. You just start to find out. And even though it's expensive and difficult, it's a lot better than, frankly, the inevitable decline of your health with mold that can get really severe. So, you know, people sometimes say, well, I don't know, like, as many less severe stories, right? Like, I know all the bad <laughs> stories. So, yeah, I think there are cases that are are less and not as dramatic, but I'm sure you've seen, Christine, as well, like, these really long chronic illness cases, and then, then Lyme has come up for you, and Candida, and all these things. So, yeah, that's that's basically how I got introduced to mold. And then it changed the course of my career because I really wanted to talk about detox and mold and what I learned. And it's been great, actually. I, I feel like, 
yeah, how did mold find me? Like, I think I was really meant to be doing this, right? Yeah. And and that's hard, right? You know, you look back and nobody needs to, you know, suffering is, you know, unfortunately a part of life, but nobody wishes anybody to suffer. But if we can look back with the, you know, gift of your experience and how many people have you reached and are sharing this information. And it's still, you know, a lot of information has come out. Like when I, when I graduated from that naturopathic school, it was in 2010. And that's when Surviving Mold came out from Richie Shoemaker. And he, that was like one wave of like, okay, like what is mold doing in the body? But, you know, there, there's still information coming out about the effects of mold and people are still learning that mold could be, you know, part of their chronic illness. So we have a lot to do, you know, we have so much to do to educate is what I'm, you know, getting at. And so we, we need people like you to walk us through how to, how to handle it. And if it's cool with you, I want to just kind of walk through your journey and let's just go back to testing. Like what did you do and what did, what kind of mold did you have? I always say with the home, it's more complicated. You know, do you rent or own your home is one important question to ask, right? It's not the same procedure. Yeah. We own the home. We did find a good local inspector. It's, I think it's called Oregon Mold Inspection. People always want to know now. You know, they did multiple types of sampling. They inspected for ways that water could have intruded. Let's see, what else did he do? He did like a moisture meter for the walls. I mean, his report was full of information, right? So I think there are occasionally inspections that are inadequate or they just don't catch things for some reason. But a good inspector, you know, is is worth it because you need to know where where water damage is located. So that's one step, but there is home testing. People are interested in that. And I think it's a great step, but just please know like it's not enough of a a step. So if you're a renter, you may want to just get some sticky plates from Immunolytics and they will help analyze if mold does grow. It's not like a perfect test, but it's the most affordable test and you could do it in multiple places. You can even stick it at a workplace. (laughs) So I'll put like an asterisk on this section because these are not your properties. And you cannot be bringing in people, even the testing, you know, is touchy, really. And don't think everything you're going to do is going to like hold up in a court of law or whatever. It's, 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 that's a whole other ball of wax. So, but you do have the option just for your own knowledge to do plate testing or dust sampling. Same if you own a home, you could start with one of those options and just get information and no test is perfect, but like, is a toxic mold present? Is a mycotoxin present? And from there, you know, maybe you're getting a mold plate that's just covered (laughs) with mold, right? Now you're like, oh, there's something to think about here. So uh, yeah, those those can be good starting points. Mm-hmm. Thank you for sharing that. And often I tell people whether it's like the ERMI or the Hurts Me Too or the Immunolytics, yeah, it's a screening test. And then, yeah, you have to unravel next steps, right? And I'm so glad you had a really good mold inspector. I think that was really a gift because you could have gotten, you know, confused if that wasn't the case. And so what kind of mold did you have, Bridget? What kind of mold? I know. We, Do you even remember? I know. I was like. Yeah. <laughs> Do you block it out, right? I you know? do not think we had stachybotrys mold from that initial test. I think we had definitely aspergillus penicillum, which are 
like kind of the most common toxic strains we may have had. I feel like, oh, did we have fusarium? I don't know where that's coming from in my memory, but maybe, you know, we had, we had a few. I kind of stress with people one point in time in your urine or your dust could be different a month from now, six months from now. So things can change as far as types of mycotoxins and, and, and all that. So I encourage people not to get too caught up in what type do I have. I just read this really interesting article or study the other day, and they were saying that there can be potentially like a whole other class of mycotoxins, like that the first mycotoxins produce that we don't even have testing for. And I'm like, oh my God. I know it's a rabbit hole, right? Once we know about these things, it's just, you know, we only know what we know right now, but there's going to be there's more, gonna more, be more. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think that's a, a wise point. So then Bridget, what do you do? Like you've got mold, you feel sick. And let me make the point, like even clinically, right? There's like a clinical aspect to mold. So like hearing Bridget's story, frequent infections, frequent respiratory infections, fatigue, you know, like, like now she's got strep. Now she's, you know, getting all these repetitive infections because mold suppresses your immune system, which we can talk about. That's really common. So like the upper respiratory illnesses, brain fog, you know, all of that. So she, she shared a lot of symptoms that if she were my patient, I would be like, huh, you know, like that, that sounds like mold to to me, whether or not there was a test there. So then what do you do? So you got this moldy home and you feel awful. So what did you do? I mean, this is another one you almost can say the body is easier than the home because, you know, like in my case, I think I was in the home about eight years before we found that out, right? So in multiple areas of water damage, not just one little corner of the bathroom or whatever. So... And then a bunch of remediation errors. So what do you do? Okay, so one thing I tell people is, you know, if you find out you have water damage, it's not a cleaning project. It's a construction project. So people don't want to spend the money, don't, you know, it's like you can't. You just can't get rid of mold that's like inside floorboards and stuff with spray or fumigation or whatever. So, you know, depending on what the situation is, it needs different types of remediation. Obviously, that's not your responsibility if you're a renter. If you're a renter, (laughs) you know, check your contract and put it in notice in writing to the the landlord or property manager. It's sort of a different situation. I mean, it's a really mostly a get out situation with renting. Why bother to fight it if you're renting? Doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it's not worth you it. Know. Not a good use of your energy. No. Right? And if you own the home and it has a widespread problem, it becomes very difficult to get clean enough if you're quite sick uh, because your body is now very sensitized to what's in there. And I feel like it's going to keep responding even if there's a lot lower levels. So let's say you find it was the basement and the attic and you have those areas remediated and maybe you have some roofing repaired. And once it's remediated, like construction style, it needs to be sometimes wood needs to be like sanded and then fumed with like enzymes. You know, carpet needs to be removed. Belongings that are porous, which is pretty much everything, are 
liable to having these mycotoxin chemicals stuck in them. I am more of a fan of getting rid of them than using foggers and stuff to try to kill the mycotoxins. It, you know, depends who you ask. I just personally, I don't like the risk of, oh, well, I had this nice mattress, but I like fogged it with enzymes and now it's good. Mm, I just, I don't know if I believe that. So it becomes very expensive, very complex. And that's, that sucks. It just, it's not easy. There's a lot of steps. You don't want to cross contaminate and bring a bunch of belongings to the new space that you move to. So, so it's really kind of like a, like letting go of everything. I will say this, if you have a widespread mold problem and someone in the family is really sick, then pretty much, yeah. I can tell you a lot of stories, from, probably some from friends of ours, Christine, who are like, well, we did a really good job. Yeah, yeah. And then we moved back in, and then now we're sick again. Mm, I'm not surprised. <laughs> like, I've heard that story, you know, a lot of times. So are we just supposed to burn the house down? I mean, it would be <laughs> real convenient <laughs> if that happened. Yeah, yeah. And I'm saying more the quote from the Bible about burning a moldy house, you know, not because of anything else. Yeah, the Bible does talk about it. I mean, and here's the thing people ask me on insurance. If there's a sudden water incident, I, you know, a tree falls on your house during a storm. You need to report that to your insurance immediately and get a remediating emergency company out immediately. And then, yes, you can get some things paid for. But if they consider it neglect, like you had a leak in the wall from a house that you bought, no, ain't nobody going to pay for that. That's on you. So, yeah, that's why I just say, like, if there is a big storm, you're actually, like, luckier because you're going to get it paid for and you're hopefully going to take action quickly more than these little yeah. leakage problems. So you ended up moving, right? Yeah, not right away. We did end up really remediating that house, moving out of it because we were getting sicker during the remediation and moved out temporarily, but ended up selling the house. The house was in great condition by the time we sold it, but we just felt too paranoid to move back in after everything we had been through. We moved into a townhouse. I'll say when we sold the house, we traveled for two months, including to Arizona, to just kind of heal and take a break. And then we moved back to Portland, and it was miserable. It was horrible. It was so wet. We weren't. We were regressing. We weren't getting better. So we decided in that time to move to Arizona, and it's been a, a really great decision. It's not the only factor in your healing to be in a, a drier, sunnier place, but I do think a, a lot of people benefit from it. Yeah. A lot of, you know, my patients who've been affected by mold do find themselves, you know, in, if they, that's an option and things line up, you know, going to a sunnier place. I mean, you obviously have to be careful about a sunnier, drier place. You have to be careful about HVACs and all of that. I mean, there can be mold in the desert, but it's more common sense than this kind of amorphous, you know, weather can be and the climate can be affecting, you know, you know, the uh, not working with you, I should say, um, <laughs> when you're trying to remediate mold, you know, so... And then you almost get also like the sunshine and almost that UV exposure and, you know, all the wonderful benefits of the sun to kind of also heal, right? You know, there's kind of a healing aspect to the desert as well. So, so no, I'm, I'm so glad that lined up for you and that you felt better. Everyone's again on their own path. 
so Bridget, walk us through like, okay, like what is mold like in your experience and what you feel called to share? Like what is mold like doing to the body? And what, what do you learn and what do you do to take steps to start healing your body? Yeah, it does so much to the body. It's so potent. So one thing I learned from our colleague, Margaret Christensen, that really struck me as she was talking about like you inhale, right? You when Mostly we take in mold from breathing, whether it's spores or mycotoxins. We inhale right to the center of our brain, basically. Yes. And yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And Bridget, my audience knows this, and I know I just shared this before online, but you know, I have my pituitary tumor, right? And how it got removed. And I share this often for education because, you know, I do talk about like, oh, we need to use sinus work to help heal your pituitary. But I experienced that. They literally went through my nose and then through the sphenoid and then through the cell of tricicas, like right there, which is housing the pituitary to remove my tumor. So I... My one of the many lessons in this experience for me is like, oh wow, the sinuses are completely, you know, right next to the brain. It's yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, you know? it's amazing and a little, little vulnerable. Yeah, <laughs> so, totally, totally. Yeah, so mycotoxins, which are the chemicals mold emits, some are like water soluble and some are lipophilic, so they can be in solution or pass through fat. So, and they break down the blood brain barrier, unfortunately, and the gut barrier. So, you can imagine these little things coming up right to the center of your head, breaking down any barriers <laughs> right away. They can inflame the hypothalamus pituitary. Who knows, Christine? Maybe mold was involved in your tumor. Yeah, I know. I know. I thought about it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. When I learned that piece that they can inflame those glands, I was like, well, that explains why I've just had years of low female hormones and breakthrough bleeding that no one explained to me, you know, so so that makes sense. And then it can pass into the brain tissue, which is just horrifying to even think. So it it can inflame or atrophy areas of the brain just depending on who knows what. So you can develop, you know, short-term memory loss, anxiety, depression, rage, you know, mold rage can come up really quick. So another thing that happens when we breathe and, you know, you know, from smelling things, we can have reactions, right? So if the body, especially as we heal, I think when you're in mold all the time, you, you don't really breathe it and sense a problem. But like now that I'm out of it, if I were to be given a big exposure I would have a very quick reaction because my body is like, oh, we know this and we do not like it. And we're ramping up everything where adrenaline is pumping, you know, the immune system is responding. So, so much is just happening right there, like as an example. And then it's getting, you know, into the bloodstream, into the gut. It can colonize the gut and the nose, as, as you know. It can affect the hormonal system, not just hypothalamus pituitary, but the thyroid is sensitive to it. Also, autoimmunity can develop from mold because it breaks down the gut and is adding this toxic burden. So hormones can be really affected and causing weight and infertility and all sorts of things. Gut is just always a mess from mold. It, it's just so broken down. You're going to end up with dysbiosis and infections and it's basically inevitable. So now you've got to go clean all that up. 
Yeah, and you know the mitochondria, right? You know how those are all you know impacted. What, what's your view of like? I mean, how mold affects the mitochondria at this point? Yeah, it's very potent for that too. Again, they can cross the cell membrane. They can, you know, the mitochondria aren't very well protected. So they're very sensitive to toxins. And so they can upset the DNA of the mitochondria and just cause like extra inflammation at the mitochondria. So I, I think a lot of the reason we feel this deep fatigue with mold is is a mitochondria deficit. I think there's other things going on too with like thyroid and like, what do they call it? Like the kind of safety syndrome where the body's kind of shutting down. But yeah, it really affects the mitochondria. CoQ10 is something I, I like to take or give people for just kind of restoring that cellular energy. You know, even things like losing muscle mass and like not, you know, being able to work out as much can be like affected from mold and you wouldn't think it you might just think I'm getting older yeah a lot of people yeah that's the symptoms like exercise intolerance can't you know walk around the block you know like that kind of thing and that we see of course that improves as people get better so like we have this like okay mold you know we've evaluated like how to identify it in your home or your place of work and then you know all these like multi-system effects and then you know, it's pretty overwhelming. Like, how do you approach when people, you're working with people, like where to start and how to really start to get the body in a healing state and healing from these mold exposures that impact people? Yeah, I'll just go like give a brief mention to be out of mold. Yeah, please. And, yeah, you, you wrote <laughs> well, that's all. I'll just say that. Yeah, no, <laughs> You please. need that to heal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and then I'll say... The found because I'll get into the juicy stuff people really want, but then the foundations, right? Like being able to sleep, being able to poop, eating real food, you know, hydrating. Like those things need to be in place, right? Detoxes, adding in a sense. When we push detox, we're kind of adding a potential stress to the body. So you want to be able to handle it. You want to be able to not become more symptomatic when you start to detox. So if you've got those things in place, I love detox techniques like sauna, lymphatic massage, Epsom salt baths, coffee enemas, dry brushing. I would say that those were, I felt more impactful for me than supplements when I was really sick. So, you know, and those are just a lot of it you just do at home. It doesn't cost a lot of money. Yeah. And you just make that part of your routine, your healing routine. So yeah, it started there. And then I've been kind of reframing what I usually give people when they have mold. Also, a part of the foundation is foundational nutritional supplements. So magnesium and fish oil and B vitamins. Beyond that, it's amazing to me how many people like skip. (laughs) They're not even taking B vitamins. Right. Your liver needs nutrition, right? That to work. And then I add basically three categories, antioxidants, binders, and gut support. And it doesn't have to be a lot. It could just be one product from those three categories. And plus you do do a technique every day and then you're, you know, you're getting in nature and you're eating real food. So when you look at it like that, it's really not that complicated, right? So I love the simplification of, of this process as much as possible. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, thank you. And I want to ask you some more questions about, you know, those three categories that you came up with. First, I mean, tell people, I mean, like, I know we're going into a lot of juicy information in this podcast, but you have a book, right? Do you have the book with you? Yeah, yeah. It's 
if you can't see it, it's called the Ultimate Toxic Mold Recovery Guide. You did an incredible job. Oh, putting, thank you. Yeah, putting it all in one book, right? Yeah, I just dumped, 100% dumped. Uh, it's in Audible and Kindle and paper. So whatever you like, you know, some people just like to listen is easier for them. But yeah, I go over really into everything on supplements and testing and like companies I use. And, you know, since it's such a long process, it's it's nice to have a book uh, so that you can be like, okay, now I'm doing this. Like, let me go check what she said about that thing. Because you, if you hear it on here, you're getting like a start. That's that's great, but it's you know it's not enough to keep you through the whole process. Because after you do those simple things, I kind of told you about like just working on straight detox for a while. Now you may want to work with a practitioner to do some more testing and really bring back body systems faster, right? It, I I think to just detox is it going to be a slow, slow journey to, you know, get your libido back and lose weight and da, da, da. It's nice to support your body as afterward, so to speak. Like I, I really thought, I thought the theory, okay, once I get this stuff out, I'll just be good to go. Yeah, no. <laughs> Everything was so, I mean, eight years of just like breaking down, frankly, not and not knowing. And so somebody just asked me how long does it take? I'm like, I don't know. If I had to pick, I would say maybe half as long as you're exposed. And that's that's long, but it's not like you're not improving, right? It, but if I could really say like when was I still not, not getting sick anymore and, you know, really feeling pretty normal, it, it did take time. Yeah. What we're and, and that's really like an honest, true, you know, people need to know. I mean, I think it's human nature, like, okay, I, I figured this out, I want to be done now, I wanna move on with my life. And as you mentioned, you know, people do feel incrementally better, but you know, it's it's a lot to be healthy in our country these days. I mean, there's just a lot, a lot to lot fighting again. The default is being poisoned, so it's effort to not be, right? You know what I mean? So I mean it and it's just the truth. Yeah. So so yeah, I mean, it, the healing journey does take time. There's wonderful people like Bridget, you know, giving you a roadmap to shorten your time. So please, you know, learn from her incredible wisdom. And Bridget, you mentioned that like right away you picked three categories like mitochondria, binders, and gut support. How did you come to like those categories or antioxidants you said, sorry, not mitochondria? Yeah, I just kind of came up with that recently because I started seeing clients again and I really find myself trying to make it simple for them. So I'm like, do technique, do it at least one technique every day. I don't care which one. <laughs> And then I say antioxidants because I think there's a little like overemphasis on just glutathione in the mold space that can be expanded because glutathione has a lot of helpers. And the more helpers you can give it, the better. And they're often very well tolerated, inexpensive. You know, I have a woman recently who had stachybotrys in her house and just took like 5,000 milligrams of vitamin C, you know, while she was in the midst of it. And, you know, still managed to work full time and stuff like that. And she really credits a lot of that was just vitamin C, like flushing and antioxidant. So I don't know. It's for some reason glutathione has been like the star. And it is the most prevalent antioxidant. But it has a lot of things that help it that I've been learning about and we've been emphasizing. And a lot of those can be brought in from foods and spices, which 
again, is like a nice way to not be taking like yet another pill, just eating colorful foods, you know, making teas, growing spices. And then the binders, you know, there's so many types and you can try to match it for your mycotoxin, but just be aware you don't know what it would have been. You don't know today your mycotoxins. So you can do some variety. I appreciate the knowledge around that, but I, I just think you can, we can't get that granular to, you know, eliminate mycotoxins. You know, just get something lining your gut to get out what comes out of your bile and get it out of your body. You know what I mean? So it's just... Yeah, know. just get encourage the pooping. And honestly, like if you're not tolerating much, you don't have much of a budget, just fiber. Yeah. You know, fibrous foods, fiber supplements. I like the mega pre fiber. We're just trying to catch and push and remove. That's it. You know, yes, some things will capture certain things better than others and you can play around with that. But I don't people feel they have to spend like a million dollars to heal from from mold. So, you know, I sell supplements. You can buy fancy supplements from me, but I'm just like giving you this straight like there is a range and don't feel like you have to spend all this money if you're very sensitive. You know, I know mold is really expensive. Like you could be you know, literally not working, you know, like, so buy a charcoal, it's like $10, you know, so binders, lots of options there. And then gut support, you know, just because the gut is, you know, always suffering. <laughs> with the mold. I'm a, more of a fan of repopulating. So again, doing the fibers, doing like a good probiotic, I'm a fan of like Im- immunoglobulins and mucosal support. Those are great places to start. And I think you can go a long way with those. Yeah, really awesome tips because yeah, the overwhelm and you know, the cost of this can sometimes feel like an impediment to healing, but there's, there's a spectrum that you can, you know, hop onto wherever you are in that journey and share people. You have your binder, right? You have a binder that you created. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I think it's over there. Yeah, but yeah, <laughs> but, I mean, you can't like came up with this right out of your own ability to detox. Yeah, I formulated it. It is more especially designed to catch a variety of mycotoxins. You know, it's not the only combo binder on the market, but I felt like no one's really just tried to design one for more. Yeah. So we did that and then we added bowel movers because A, lots of people are constipated and B, they get more constipated on binders. So we just made it like a two in one. Nice. I think it's quite strong. (laughs) I can't even take it. Or I could take like one at night. Yeah. But we're all different and some people really need that extra movement. Yeah. So that's what it does. What's in there? What's in there? For bowel moving, it's aloe, artichoke, and Chinese rhubarb. That's probably the kicker right there. And then it it has charcoal, zeolite, fulvic and humic acids, um, citrus pact, modified citrus pectin, and then I'm like blanking on one of them. Oh, glucomannan. Yeah, that might be it. Yeah, glucomannan isn't used in a lot of supplements, so that's, yeah, just a nice added support. People haven't tried that. That could be, you know, a a great... So yeah, we're all different. Like I frankly made a binder that's not my favorite binder because, but it does fit a lot of people. I can take, I could probably take, you know, 10 charcoal in a day and not get constipated. So that's, I think it's just good that I've added one to what's available the rotation. out yeah. there. Yeah. And it's been interesting. We have it on Amazon where 
people really don't know, you know, about mold or anything. But people are just toxic and constipated, and so they're liking it. Oh, nice. Yeah, awesome. Awesome, awesome. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's so much, you know, benefit of that binder beyond mold. So that, that's great. A daily practice just to, you know, deal with what the average person is bioaccumulating in their in their body. So you wrote this book. I mean, I'm always in awe of people who write books. Like, that's incredible. And then you've created products. And are you seeing people? You see people one-on-one still? I, I just started again. Well, I just do it like two days a month. But it's like enough to kind of keep, you know, keep in it. And we have another coach who works for our team who sees people every week. Awesome. Then more of our model to like just educate. And you can buy tests directly from us. So we don't. You know, you're more, I think my impression is more, you're more of like primary care, like really taking someone down the path. We a little bit almost more like fill in gaps. You know, we do case reviews. We'll like run one lab for you. So we're just like serving in a different aspect like that. So I guess as we start wrapping up, what, is there anything that you feel like most excited about at this point of your journey? Like here you are in your recovery, you're almost like fully recovered and, and, you know, shared all this information, but you talked about you're excited about the antioxidants, but yeah, just tell us what you're, you know, excited as you embark in this like, yeah, next. Professionally yeah, kind per, of? Yeah, professionally. Okay. I always ask people that because I'm just curious, you know, we're always learning. I do too. Yeah. I'm just always <laughs> like, what are you learning? Oh yeah. Like that's, that's so cool. You know, cause our patients. That's how our, we are. Yeah. Our yeah. community is always teaching us. Right. You know, so. Yeah. So I went through a big run on antioxidants for sure. I'm actually formulating a supplement for a friend that's like been really fun. I have a podcast coming out this fall. It's going to be more like hearing the stories of health leaders and, you know, what they're learning and what shaped them. and, And that so that I'm excited about. I mentioned to you before the show, I'm like doing some learning with cell core detox and that's been making some differences in my health. Tell people what you're drinking. And I'm drinking, I just drank already. I'm drinking distilled water because that's something they teach about. I did test my water for radium, which is like a radioactive element that can be like in the soil and water. Because I was like, I'm not going to tell people to do this if I haven't done some research on my own water. I think my water sample was lost because I still haven't heard anything about my water. It's been weeks. But I will say I'm doing the distilled water. I'm taking their Mito ATP, which has some carbon for mitochondria that we talked about. I'm doing like an emotional support tincture with them. I did a parasite cleanse this winter. But really what seems to be shifting me is maybe the carbon and the distilled water. Because even like the year I was writing my book, oh my God, like I just – I just really mental fatigued out. I just couldn't like bought an oxygen chamber. Like I was like, I I need to figure this out. Like why, you know, if I would accidentally work too many hours, which could be, you know, four or five, I literally couldn't even make dinner. I was like done, exhausted. And I I just didn't want to be that way. And I couldn't figure it out. And I'm finding that that has shifted lately. Like I can lay down for 10 minutes and then be like, okay, I'm going to go meet a friend at the gym. And I definitely could not have done that. I had a a shorter span that I could do for my day. And now it's lengthening and I'm, I'm pretty stoked. 
Oh, that's so awesome. I'm so happy to hear that. And you're, you have me continue to be intrigued in the distilled water. I have gone to, um, you know, eco. Oh, yeah. So I spoke at their conference. I'm going to speak again this, um, you know, in oh, May. I'm oh, good. Oh, good. 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 We're, we're going to have fun. We're going to see it. We're going to reconnect. Right. So in person, I love it. Yeah. I didn't know you were speaking. That's amazing. Yeah. Cellcore has been yeah, a big part of my protocols over the last few years because they have done such a part of Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah. You know, I met yeah. Todd at Cellcore or at Mindshare, at Mindshare. Todd Watts, who's the owner, I met him at one of the first mind shares. I think maybe maybe one of the years we met, I met Todd. So oh yeah. okay yeah oh I didn't know you guys had a relationship. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, I think that company. I really am excited about what they're doing, and you know, probably because I was developing my own stuff, I wasn't really paying attention, and now I'm like, okay, I just want to learn this stuff and really impressed so yeah it works it works really well so that's awesome so yay well Bridget it's so fun catching up with you and thank you for sharing this awesome information about your healing journey and how people can take the steps to heal from toxic mold and just if you could just again share where people can find you I know you're doing a lot on Instagram and YouTube these days and then we'll have that information in the show notes as well yeah my Instagram is Bridget.Danner and my website is just Bridget Danner. And then I, I think my YouTube is Functional Detox Products. So I am, you know, trying to put more content. Like I just made a long slide presentation for YouTube. You know, YouTube is, I think, still where people might sit down a little longer. <laughs> and I interview people on there. But yeah, I am making some just little shorter, inspiring little tips for Instagram and having a lot of fun with that. Well, awesome. Well, such a joy to see you and catch up, Bridget. And thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you for having me. Thank you all for listening to the Spectrum of Health podcast. I hope you enjoyed the conversation today with Bridget Danner. And I hope that you really learned a lot of actionable steps on how you can take the next step on your human journey and what is affecting you. Please check out our beautiful book. She really downloaded Eagle Life's learning about mold and is helping uh, to make a shortcut for you on your 